Window World is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. The number is seven. That's seven times in a row the Kansas City Chiefs are AFC West champions. Only a handful of teams have accomplished that feat. I'm Spencer Keatsman with the weekend edition of Kevin Keatsman Has Issues as the Chiefs barely sneak by the 1-11 Texans with a win. Look, 11-3 and three is 11-3, and three, but there's a theme with this year's Chiefs team that concerns me, and I hope Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo are aware of this because we've seen it a couple of times this year. Division champions yet again. We will see if the Chiefs can win out, and maybe the surging Cincinnati Bengals can knock off Buffalo so the road, once again, can go through Kansas City to Phoenix to the Super Bowl. All that and much more on the NFL brought to you by Earth Effects Outdoor Living. I was at my co-worker's house the other night watching the Thursday night game, and they've been living there for a few years, but they did just put in a new pool this past year, and they are working on the landscaping around it. Uh, they have a big natural rock in the corner of the yard. Uh, they live in a new secluded neighborhood kind of out in the desert, and uh, he was telling me he wants to move that rock out of there. I was like, man, I wish I could get Daniel Hanks and his team with Earth Effects Outdoor Living out here because this is what he specializes in. Moving earth, rocks, trees, stuff like that, it's incredibly expensive. Anybody who's done stuff like that before and is listening knows that. He specializes in landscaping around those features, so you don't have to move them. I mean, he'll make them blend in with your yard and make it absolutely beautiful. Earth Effects Outdoor Living is a full-service landscaping company. They can pretty much do it all with your yard. And if you've been thinking about doing a project, give them a try. Give Earth Effects Outdoor Living a shot, and you won't be disappointed. Daniel has over 25 years' experience in the industry and treats every project like it's his own. Earth Effects is part of the family here at KKHI, so you know you're going to get honesty, integrity, and conservative values. You can contact Earth Effects Outdoor Living online at eeoutdoor.com for a free consultation or just give them a call 816-478-7700 816-478-7700 build the dream in your backyard with earth effects outdoor living also brought to you by cornerstone property management who can relieve you of the stress of owning a property and renting it out owner gw weld went into business for himself because he was having difficulties managing his properties while still working a full-time job. Cornerstone will also buy your property. So if you've inherited a property or you've been thinking about selling it, reach out to GW at homewithcornerstone.com. Tell them Kevin and Spencer referred you. And Cornerstone will manage your property with the care you deserve for your investment. That's homewithcornerstone.com. Cornerstone Property Management. Let your rental work for you. All right, Chiefs beat the Texans in overtime and are once again AFC West champions. Here we go. Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. All right, well, it was pretty ugly. The Kansas City Chiefs do beat the Houston Texans 30-24 to in overtime as uh, Jarek McKinnon, who was on my fantasy team, by the way. He's had a great couple of weeks. Hey, if you're a Jarek McKinnon fantasy owner right now, you're you're jumping all over the place excited because uh, four touchdowns in two games, and today had the game winner. 
as the Chiefs were like, you know what, let's just uh, run Jarek McKinnon up the middle here and uh, call dial this play up so that way we don't have to send Butker out there again to try to kick a game winner. Um, that's an issue right there. We'll discuss that. It's happened a couple of times this year. Too many missed extra points in a dome. Just pushed the 51 game uh, yarder that was going to be the game winner. Just pushed it way right. Plenty of leg on that kick, but that's, that's not the point. Um, the point is the Chiefs are AFC West champions for the seventh time in a row. And my first reaction to that, I knew that I knew going into this week that if the Chiefs won the game, they were going to lock up the division. Uh, there was a chance for it last week, but the Chargers did win their Sunday night football game against the Dolphins. Um, so that was was a game that uh, would have sealed it if, if the Chargers had lost, but they didn't. So the Chiefs had to wait another week to officially seal up the division. And my reaction to just thinking back on this, seven straight division champions. I mean, this goes back to when Alex Smith was the quarterback, obviously. This goes back to when, before Mahomes was drafted by Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Only one Super Bowl to show for it. That, to me, is is just, it's incredibly frustrating. Because you've had three straight AFC championship games at home two super bowl uh, appearances only one it, it goes it makes me think man if they can somehow find a way to get the fourth one at home this year buffalo's got to lose the chiefs are going to need some help there to get the one seed there's no question about that they've got a tough cincinnati Bengals team left i think buffalo also has i i, I want to say they have the patriots again i'd have to look deeper into their schedule they definitely got another division opponent it's not the dolphins uh, I don't think it's the Jets. I, I think it's the Patriots, though, is the division opponent that they have left. But regardless, the Chiefs are going to need some help to get that one seed. Could you imagine if the Chiefs get the one seed, host another AFC championship game at home this year, and they aren't able to win another Super Bowl? It's seven division wins with one Super Bowl title. That, to me, is very underachieving. I think we all know that. That's a little disappointing. But we'll see what they can do. It's, it's, it's a great feat. Don't get me wrong. Winning the AFC West seven straight times is incredible. The last time they didn't do it was the year that Peyton Manning and the Broncos won the Super Bowl. That was also the same year, or the last time the Chiefs lost to the Broncos, which is also quite amazing. 14 straight wins over Denver. Um, divisions in football, they run in spurts. There's no question about that. We've seen dominance right now. There's certain teams that have been dominating divisions for years in the AFC, or excuse me, the NFC North. It was the Green Bay Packers. That's obviously not the case this year. They're, this year, they're no good. The Minnesota Vikings locked up their division yesterday, so maybe there's a change of guard there. For years in the AFC East, it was the Patriots. Now it's the Buffalo Bills. For years in the NFC West, it was the Seattle Seahawks. Now it's the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you you kind of get the point. For years in the NFC South, it was the New Orleans Saints winning that thing every year. Recent years, it's been Tampa. So, um, and it's probably going to be Tampa again, even though as I'm recording this right now, they're down 34 to 17. They're going to fall to six and eight, and the Buccaneers are still going to be in first place in that just absolutely dreadful division. So, divisions go in spurts with teams that dominate. A lot of it revolves around the right quarterback that teams can get, revolving around the right defense. For Kansas City, it's clear that it's been the quarterback, it's been the head coach, it's been the playmakers, and not so much the defense. Um, but 
I'm going to go later in the in this episode after I talk about the Chiefs game. I'm going to I'm going to tell you who's real and who's not. I'm going to look at the playoff picture as it sits today in the NFL, and I'm going to tell you who's a contender and who's not because there's some teams in there that just aren't. And I, I think I, I would just like to share my thoughts on that. But the Chiefs win the division. Now today against Houston, I had huge flashbacks to early in September when the Chiefs lost to the Colts. They were playing a lesser opponent. The Colts are no good. Uh, the Texans are no good. I, I don't know how long, you know, the, the coaching situation with Smith there is is gonna is gonna work out. We'll see what they end up doing. There's no question in my mind. There's some talent on that Texans team, especially on defense. They don't have a quarterback. That's obvious. They don't have really any playmakers on offense. That's the the problem. They're gonna have to figure that out. But today they were playing like they. They came off a loss to Dallas last week where they were right there in the game, and they almost beat them. Um, to me, this week, they were playing with a little bit of confidence. You know, the record's terrible. They've only won one game. They have the worst record in the NFL. I think they kind of treated this game against Kansas City like the Super Bowl. Uh, the Texans were hitting hard. That was a big-time physical game today. I mean, there were a lot of hard hits in that game. Uh, a lot of guys grabbing jerseys, a lot of guys body slamming players into the ground. So there's no question in my mind that Houston came into this like, we're going to smack the Chiefs in the mouth. You know, we're going to try to put somebody out of this game and win this dang thing. Uh, they came close. Obviously, the fumble at the end was was the difference maker in overtime. Um, great play there. It was very questionable at first who actually came up with the ball. But it ended up being Willie Gay, and then the Chiefs won the game on literally the next play. Jarek McKinnon ran it right up the middle, ran 30-some yards or whatever it was into the end zone, touchdown, game over. But the Chiefs have a huge issue of not being able to play down to their opponents. It's one thing to just go out against the Texans, which is what everyone was hoping they would do today, and get up like 21-0 in the first quarter. Then it's over because then the Texans are trying to play catch up. They're trying to play the Chiefs game. They can't really throw the ball. They don't really have a quarterback capable of making plays with with the arm. And it would have been ball game from there. But they probably, I'm willing to bet, Houston watched tape from Kansas City and Indianapolis earlier this year because the Colts did kind of what the Texans did today. Dumb the game down. Play some defense. Try to run the ball. Just keep Mahomes off the field, and they the Houston did a great job of that, especially in the first half of of keeping Mahomes and all the playmakers that the Chiefs have off the field. And the Chiefs are not good when those guys aren't on the field. They have an average defense. Kansas City's defense is average. They they do get a lot of sacks. They have a great front four. They're able to get to the quarterback. They've got playmakers, but all in all, I, I think the Chiefs' defense is ranked fifteenth out of thirty-two. So they're, that's the definition of an average defense, which is what Kansas City has. When you have an offense like the Chiefs do with Mahomes, with all the playmakers, with Kelsey, uh, every week it's a different running back getting into the mix who's, who's balling out. You, you can have an average defense and still go win a Super Bowl. So, But Houston did a great job of really frustrating the Chiefs with how physical they were. They made Kansas City commit dumb penalties they, you know, you, you can tell when the Chiefs aren't playing their game because this is how spoiled the Kansas City Chiefs are. This is how spoiled Mahomes, Kelsey, all these guys are. When things aren't going right for them, what do they start doing? They start whining. They start, you know, chirping at the officials. They start chirping at the other team. 
They start complaining when they get little owies, when they get smacked in the mouth, when they're getting hit hard. That's not how the Chiefs play. The Chiefs are an NBA team of the NFL. They don't really like getting hit. They don't really like playing physical games. They like spreading the field and making big plays on offense, which is what they're designed to do. When that doesn't work, the Chiefs aren't good. They just aren't. There's so many teams I'm seeing right now in the playoffs that can dummy it down against the Kansas City Chiefs and bring them down to their level. Because the Chiefs' A game is better than anybody's A game in the NFL, in my opinion. I think Philadelphia's A game is really good. I think that if the Chiefs are firing on all cylinders, if those two teams are playing in the Super Bowl, Kansas City wins that game. But the Chiefs have a problem of getting down early against a lesser opponent and playing to their level, playing their game that they want them to play. It happened in Indianapolis. It happened today again in Houston. So that's a concern. I think this coaching staff needs to realize that. I mean, they're just out there committing dumb penalties. You know, how many defensive holding calls did we see like outside of, or illegal contact on the defense? And the officiating today was, was garbage. Don't get me wrong. That whole uh, review on the forward motion, first of all, they called McKinnon for an illegal blindside block. I've watched that replay 20 times. I, I, it, I cannot see how that's a penalty, first of all. The guy knew he was coming. McKinnon got knocked down. He just got in the guy's way. They were both looking at each other. That's just ridiculous. And, you know, Trent Green's on on air defending the officiating crew, and I, I think that's part of the thing now. I think a lot of these guys are starting to, to defend these phantom rules that pop up in the middle of games. Every time I watch an NFL game and they bring in whoever the officiating expert in studio is, they always say, yes, by rule, this is the right call. I didn't know that was a freaking rule. I didn't know you could review uh, uh, forward momentum and where it stopped and whether or not the guy fumbled the ball. I thought you could only review stuff like that for a spot. You know, if you're trying to get a first down and you're in the, you don't like the spot that the official gave you, you can review it to see where his momentum was actually stopped. I didn't know you could do that for a turnover on a play that was already blown dead. Like, I... I I just I, I'm seeing new rules every week that I didn't know exist. And maybe I'm not as football savvy as some people are, but I didn't know that was reviewable. I tweeted out right after that happened. I'm like, this is reviewable to see if he fumbled after they weren't sure if his forward progress had had stopped. That's just ridiculous. And then they overturned that call. And then on top of that, tack on the fifteen yards for the the BS penalty that was called on McKinnon's block. I mean, to me, that was that whole situation was just a joke. Um, there were a lot of questionable calls, but at the end of the day, Kansas City still commits way too many penalties and makes way too many stakes against opponents who dumb them down to their level, and that's exactly what we saw today. That is a big-picture issue. I certainly hope if the Chiefs, let's say the Chiefs don't get the one seed, they're playing in the wild-card round. They're bringing in the New York Jets. They're bringing in the Miami Dolphins. They're bringing in the New England Patriots. Whoever it is that has to go to Arrowhead and play, those coaches are going to watch these tapes and, and see how you can beat the Chiefs, and that is to absolutely frustrate them, make them commit personal foul penalties because Travis Kelsey, after a first down, is trying to get up and run forward so he can do his, his first down motion celebration. And then he knocks the guy over. Like, he runs into to the defender who wasn't holding him down. 
Like it, it's just stupid things like that 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 they just can't do. And I think a lot of that is the cockiness of this team. And when things aren't going well, they still want to be cocky and they get penalized. I don't know, man. Like that there were some frustrating things today. There's there's no question about that. We'll have to see how this how this affects this team moving forward because you cannot get dumbed down to someone's level and lose in the playoffs. It can happen. It will happen if the Chiefs do some of the things they did today. They will lose in the wild card round at home at Arrowhead Stadium to the New England Patriots, to the New York Jets, to the Miami Dolphins, whoever the heck it's going to be. They will lose. And Baltimore Ravens, whoever, they will lose that game because of, of stupid stuff like this. It's going to happen. Mahomes is not going to go to the AFC Championship game every year in his career. You certainly hope that this year is not one of those years. But if they don't clean up some of these little things, they will lose at home in the playoffs. Mark my words on that. So there's that. But on a brighter side, um, oh, yeah, I wanted to get into the kicking situation. Um, Butker has, has had a tough year um, missing the extra point today in a dome. Blowing the, you know, if it, I was kind of upset with how the Chiefs seemed like they sort of settled for a 51-yarder to win the game. I didn't like some of the play calling on that. I thought they could have ran the ball more and cut that down to maybe, a, you know, a 41-yarder or a 38-yarder to win the game, a much more manageable kick. So I don't think they put Butker and his defense in a good spot there. Um, but when you're in a dome, there's no wind. It's a lot easier for kickers. Um, it, it, he's just struggled. And a lot of Chiefs fans are kind of frustrated with Harrison Butker right now because he's blown three extra points this year. He's missed some kicks. Um, I had a buddy today text me say that they need to cut him after this year. And I'm like, okay, great. And go get who? And he was like, the kicker from K-State, Zetner. I was like, well, okay, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you take that chance. But um, you don't You don't just whack a kicker on a very good team for – for blowing a few kicks you just you, you don't do that so um I, I maybe you guys disagree with me maybe you think that Butker's overrated and it's time to go I I don't know I I just don't think it's that extreme yet to where the the Chiefs aren't losing games because of their kicker right now until that happens you don't whack the guy that's you know he's been hurt this year too maybe he's not fully healthy so that 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 could be it as well but you you know if, if your kicker's not actually costing you games you don't whack the guy you just don't it's not it's not worth it you're gonna go out and sign somebody who's not as good so um last night uh saturday night the bills dolphins game was an excellent excellent football game i mean i was watching that it started you know it was a blizzard in the fourth quarter miami is a team that i don't really want to run into in the playoffs i think they can be pretty tough they've lost some tough games this year um but they should be there I, I, I imagine the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs, but they really needed to win that football game last night for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they couldn't do it. Man, they came back. They, uh, they made it. It was, a great, it was just a great game, but they could not knock off the Buffalo Bills for Kansas City. It went down to the wire. The Bills kicker made a chip shot in the snow where you probably couldn't even see the goalpost. That's how hard it was snowing there. Um, but... That would have been a good, good, good break for the Chiefs if Buffalo had lost last night and the Chiefs came out today playing like complete crap and still win, and all of a sudden you're in the driver's seat again for the one seed. But they're not. They're on the outside looking in at the one seed. They're going to have to have Buffalo slip up somewhere. They got the Bengals left. That's a tough game. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But you were, man, 
if Miami could just somehow find a way to go in in the snow and, and beat the Bills, that would have been just massive for the Chiefs. Um, would have been a lot more celebratory today, I think, had they had Buffalo lost and the Chiefs clinched the division and then took more or took complete control of the one in the AFC. But they didn't, and uh, we'll see how things move forward as we get towards the end of the year. So, um, all right, I want to just sort of break down the NFL and the playoff picture. I'm going to try to give you my uh, my best shortened version of, of like a Stan Weber-type breakdown. Uh, we'll start in the AFC. It's basically who's real and who's not real. Buffalo is real. There's no doubt. Um, until they beat Kansas City in the playoffs, though, like that's their next step to get to the next level. Like the Chiefs are Super Bowl or bust. Buffalo, in my opinion, is beat Kansas City because they haven't been able to do it in the playoffs. They're clearly capable, obviously. The Chiefs have lost to them a couple of times in the regular season in the last few years. So um, Buffalo's for real. Um, Josh Allen's got to stay healthy. I imagine down the stretch here, look, you're playing for the one seed, so you got to continue to play your game because home field advantage is huge. But at the same time, I, I, Josh Allen takes a lot of hits, man. He runs the ball. He's gotten better at sliding throughout the year. Um, I, there were a couple of times in October where he got whacked pretty good. And, uh, you know, stuff like that is scary if you're a Bills fan because you cannot afford to lose him. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are real. I just spent, you know, 20 minutes talking about them, but they, they just cannot get dummy down to other teams' level. Until somebody knocks off the king in the AFC, which is the Chiefs, well, last year was the Bengals, but uh, three, straight, three straight AFC championship game appearances, two Super Bowl appearances, there's no doubt in my mind Kansas City is still the team in the AFC that everyone's looking up to. The Bengals are for real. They were down 17 to nothing today against Tampa and scored 34 straight to win. Tom Brady, I saw the stat, 89-0 with a 17-point lead in his career. Today was the first time he's ever blown. A, he's ever been on a team that's blown a 17-point lead and lost the game. <laughs> that's remarkable. The Bengals can turn it on. They're tough. <laughs> that's a team that, you know, the Chiefs can't beat them. Mahomes hasn't. So you don't want to run into them. You're hoping maybe somebody can upset them. It's Cincinnati is dangerous. That's a very, very good football team. They are 100% for real. The Tennessee Titans, as it sits right now, they're in a terrible division. They're 7-7, seven and seven, and they're still in first place in the AFC South. They're not for real. There's too many question marks there. Um, I'm not sold on the coaching there. I'm not sold on the defense. I'm not sold on the quarterback. There's just a lot of things. I think Tennessee is, is, is probably going to get beat by one of these wildcard teams at home. Uh, the Ravens are 9-5. Tough loss yesterday to uh, Cleveland. I don't think they're for real. I, I think that, you know, when, when the, the Bengals are clearly the cream of the crop in that division and the Steelers and the Browns haven't been any good, they're kind of feasting on those teams. And then I think Baltimore, they lost twice, I think, to Cleveland this year. I know the Bengals lost to Cleveland at one point too. I, I just I, I don't think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are real. I really don't. Lamar has proven multiple times he's not a guy who can take his team deep into the playoffs. I'm not sold on them. The The Chargers are an interesting one um, because they have all the pieces when healthy to be a top-notch team in the AFC. They, they've been banged up a little bit this year. They've got the right quarterback. Not sure if they've got the right coach. Um, they They've made so many mistakes in some of these close games. 
I, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I don't think the Chargers are for real. Um, the Dolphins, I, I again, another similar to the Chargers, but I think that they're for real. I think that they're better even though they lost to the Chargers. I think the Dolphins are the better team. They've got more playmakers. They've got Tyreek Hill, obviously. Tua, when he's good, is is really good, and he's proven he can get it done. Um, again, inexperienced coach down there in Miami as well. So no playoff experience pretty much on that team besides a handful of players. They've got a decent defense. Um, that's a question mark. I'm going to say dangerous. I'm going to say Miami is a team that I don't want to play in Arrowhead if the Chiefs are the two seed. If, if it's as it sits today, the Dolphins would, would go to Kansas City in the wild card round to play the Chiefs. I don't want any part of that. I'd rather see New England or the Jets kind of stumble in. Um, <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that the Dolphins are much better than the Patriots and the Jets for that matter. Uh, technically, Jacksonville is still alive. They did beat the Cowboys today on a pick six in overtime. Eh, I, I'm not going to get too much into them. They're, they're, they're not a playoff team. Uh, to the NFC, the Eagles are definitely for real. Great quarterback, great run game, good wide receivers, ex very experienced offensive line that gets it done, and they play great defense. They've got all the key ingredients to win a Super Bowl, regardless of, of the weak division that they're in. I, I guess technically every team in that division is alive to make the playoffs still, but uh, I, I, I don't know. The Commanders and Giants, I'm just not really sold on them. So we'll go to the bottom there. Not sold on the Commanders, not sold on the Giants. The Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> My fiance is in here, huge Vikings fan, so I'm wondering what she's going to say to me when I'm done on 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 this one uh she likes to relate things to you know we argue about who's better the vikings or the chiefs today her claim was that the vikings are a super bowl level team over the chiefs because the minnesota vikings beat the colts and the chiefs lost to the colts i was like sweetheart the the colts were up 30 to nothing <laughs> before the vikings were able to make the largest comeback in nfl history so that that's how she looks at things like that like who beat who and that's why we're better. <laughs> I don't think the Minnesota Vikings are for real. I don't. I'm sorry, honey. I do not think they are for real. I don't think that this is a team that can win a big game. They might win a playoff game. I, I just, I, there's, there's too many things about the Vikings I don't like. I don't like their defense. It's been pretty bad at times this year. Cousins still throws a lot of interceptions. Uh, I, I, I don't like the Vikings. I like Dalvin cook. I like a lot of the players they have Jefferson Thielen. They've got a great tight end too. And Hawkinson, I just something about the Minnesota Vikings that makes me think they aren't for real and that they might get bounced in a playoff game at home before even having a chance to go to the NFC championship game. Uh, oh yeah. She just wrote me a note. They beat the Bills, did Kansas City. <laughs> See, that, like I said, that there's there's things that she looks at that I don't really look at. Yes, the Vikings got lucky and beat the Bills because Josh Allen fumbled. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, not for real. The San Francisco 49ers are for real. They are. They won the division again. I thought when Garoppolo went down that they were going to be in trouble uh, in that division. They, they're, they're not. They've got a great defense. They run the ball well. They've got playmakers all over the place. San Francisco's a team that can go to the Super Bowl. They haven't lost since they lost to Kansas City. When was that? First week of October? Second week of October? Uh, I don't know how many games in a row they've won. But that team is for real. There's no question about it. Uh, they went eight, they're 8-2 eight and two in their conference this year, which is excellent. 
Uh, Tampa Bay is not for real. They're just they're a product of a of a team that is winning a bad division, and they're feasting on that. They're six and three in their division. The Saints suck. The Falcons suck, and Carolina is absolutely awful. So not so six wins against very very bad teams. They've they haven't won a game outside their division this year. If I'm looking at this correctly, the 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 Bucks six wins are against the Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers. No, sorry, not sold on that. Dallas is for real, but they're gonna have to go on the road and do this because the the Eagles. Um, I guess they technically haven't clinched the division yet, but they would. Uh, with I'd have to look at this again. I don't think they have. I think they've clinched a playoff spot. So Dallas is still technically alive for their division when the Eagles would have to lose out. Dallas is for real. They do a lot of, of very good things. Again, it's the Cowboys in the playoffs. Can you trust them to have to go on the road and, and do it that way? Because obviously they're a very, very good team. They're better than they're better than the Vikings, in my opinion. Uh, they beat oh yeah, they they beat the living daylights out of Minnesota, actually. They're better than San Francisco and they're better than Tampa. They're the second best team in the NFC, but they're going to have to go on the road and do it because the Eagles are 13-1. and one. And I already talked about the Commanders and Giants. They're not for real. Seattle still has a fighting chance of making the playoffs. They're not for real. Uh, the Lions are surging. They're probably not going to be able to get it done. Um, but the, the Lions have completely turned their season around. That could be a team to watch out for in the future. So there it is uh, for the weekend edition right there on Kevin Keatsman has issues. It's going to be a fun fun ride in the NFL down the stretch. There's a lot of spots still open. Uh, there's a lot to play for in the AFC for most teams, especially the Chiefs and the Bills, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is the fun time of the year. We get around the holidays. We get around family. We start talking football, watching football, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, there will be a, a weekend episode next week. I know it's Christmas, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something – and uh, and put it up before the holiday weekend. So uh, you'll have that to look forward to. My dad's going to have Stan on tomorrow to break down uh, the NFL, maybe some of the rinky-dink college football bowl games that have happened so far. Uh, I'm sure Stan Weber was watching every minute of all of them. <laughs> yeah, Louisville and who did they play? Pitt in their bowl game. Sure, yeah, we watched that. Yeah, I was dialed in. I was taking notes, <laughs> something like that. So that's going to do it for me on uh, the weekend edition of Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy this time of year. I know your kids are on break and stuff like that, so enjoy this time of year with your family, and we'll see you soon on Kevin Keatsman Has Issues.